Hey everyone! So welcome back to another episode of Iglap. As usual, I'm your host, Paolo. And you know, for this month, for Pride Month, sorry, give me one second. My camera is really blurry. I'll, I'll have to clean it tomorrow. But anyway, yeah, welcome to another episode of Iglap. And for this whole month of June, you know, since it is Pride Month, I would, uh, I decided to have all the episodes to be about the LGBT community, right? So actually, it's not just the LGBT anymore. It's the LGBTQ, I mean, QI. I mean, there are a lot of people right now who are part of the LGBT community. And, you know, for this month, we really wanted to try and talk to them, talk to each and every person who's part of the community and, you know, get to know them and understand what makes them them and to really help educate people who aren't very aware of, you know, uh, the problems and the struggles that LGBT people do, you know, face in society. And for today's episode, it's called um, The Importance of um, Transgender Representation in Media, right? So, you know, there's been a lot of um, films over the past few years about the LGBT community, especially the transgender community. And not all of them do represent them correctly or in the best way possible. And today, you know, we'll be discussing with four really great, I'm sorry, five really great transgender women who are all unique in their own way about the importance of good representation in media. And so, you know, started off, I'll introduce our first guest. So, you know, she's someone who actually has been here before. She took over one of my episodes. Uh, I think that was, I'm not sure if that was like a, a few months ago or last year. I, I can't remember anymore. But anyway, so she is a makeup artist, a digital creator and entrepreneur. She enjoys playing Dota and watching anime while having her ever favorite McDonald's. She's also the founder of the clothing brand Thai Movement that believes in respecting the pronouns of people. And she would like a world where everyone would respect each other and be united. So let us welcome to the podcast for the second time ever, Rika Salomon. Hello. Hi, everyone. So why don't you introduce yourself more? Hi, my name is Rika. I am a TikToker. Again, I am the founder of Thai Movement. I work as a professional makeup artist, and I am the official and only and the most loved girlfriend, most loved, malama ako lang, of Paolo, our host. All right. Well, yeah, that's true, babe. Uh, so there, but you have to be professional here, so I have to call you. No. Check so anyway, so yeah, that is Rika. Our second guest, uh, She's been here probably three or four times. She's probably top three in terms of being a guest in this podcast. Uh, you know, I always have trouble, um, you know, introducing her because she just has so many different uh, mini scandals all over the place. So I'm just going to give you a quote that she said a few days ago when she did a live. So she said, and I quote, it is not my fault that they don't read my bio. And <laughs> nalilibog sila sa photos ko. Referring to men who just match her on Bumble, not knowing that she's transgender. So welcome to the podcast yet again, LSP. I can wow. relate. 
I can relate sa Sal. <laughs> oh, diba? Ganun lang naman, like, come on. So, Totoo so, naman. So, why don't you, why don't you <laughs> to officially introduce myself, si Paola lang magsabi nun. Hi guys, I'm Ella Spilia, Hermes Trans Global Laguna. I'm a student leader, a youth leader, I'm the chairperson of SICLAM or Samahang Itataguyod ng Kabataan at Layuning Ayon sa Bayan. Uh, the Yuning Alay Sabayan, um, which is a youth organization here in our um, barangay, and um, an advocate for equality, and once again, always for inclusivity. So, ayon, um, yes, um, nag nagbabambol ako, but I don't, I'm not there for hookups or whatever. I'm just there for, for um, um, deep conversation. Pa, bakit ka natatawa? Alam mo naman yan. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the whole point about your coach is he did say that, and that's why I was so surprised by it. Yeah, but the, yeah, but, yeah, it's, it's always great having Elle in the podcast. She's always very and thank you to thank you to Tayo Movement for my shirt. Hi, Rika. Thank you for the shirt. Oh, you're welcome. All right. So thank you again, Elle, for being here. Now let's introduce our next guest. So, give me one second. So, our next guest, she describes herself as a pansexual trans woman and a screenwriter. Uh, she thinks that Raphael Bob Waxberg, I think I hope I pronounced that right, Greg Daniels and the Wachowskis are her life heroes. Uh, she loves intentionally creating flawed trans characters in her writing because it humanizes them. And she's a huge comic buff, especially for the DC universe, and she's a speed reader. So let's welcome to the you know for the very first time in the podcast uh, Coco Ehe. I think I got it right, right? Hey Did guys. I get your last name right? Yeah, yeah, I got it right. It's Ehe. Hey, right. hi, 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 hello. So, introduce yourself a bit more, uh, Coco. All right, sure. Hi, guys. My name is Coco Ehe. Um, I am a writer. As you may know, I work. I'm currently working on. Um, an Australian television series being produced while they're in Australia. So that's uh, what's been keeping me busy. Um, I play a lot of games when I'm not writing and I do a bit of hosting here and there. So, hey. All right, well, that's great. I didn't know you are writing a show in Australia. That, that's pretty cool. So like, how did they contact you? Did they just like send you an email or? Oh, no, no, no. Um, so this guy I'm going out with, um, so he's a producer, and his show has been recently picked up, and he added me to the team uh, back in January. So that's uh, how it happened. I didn't apply for anything. Old fashioned nepotism, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. Maybe you could tell us a bit more about your show later. Yeah, if sure. it's allowed. Yeah. I, I, I don't really know about these things. And let's introduce our next guest. Actually, there should be one more person, but she said she's going to be late, so we can always just bring her in later on. So she's been a guest here before during our topic about you know, the importance of choice when we spoke about um, hate crimes towards the LGBT community. So you know, I'd like to welcome her back again to the podcast. Am- Amber Kliban. I hope I got your last name right, Amber. Hi, everyone. Yes, you got it right. Um, thank you so much, Paula, for having me again. Um, hi, Elle. Nice seeing you here. And hi, Rika. And hi, Coco. Hello. Nice so, yeah, it's nice to be back. So, you know, for those who may not have seen the episode that you were in, maybe you could introduce yourself a bit. 
Yeah, so I'm Amber. I'm currently the Director for Policy and Campaigns of the Philippine Anti-Discrimination Alliance of Youth Leaders, or Pantay. Um, and as Director for Policy and Campaigns, I usually do works um, towards activities and projects and initiatives that are geared towards creating um, safer spaces and um, communities that are um, equal and non-discriminatory on the basis of our associates. So how do we do that? Um, basically, we support um, initiatives in local government units and um, some organizations in passing for an anti-discrimination ordinance. Um, and I'm also very active in the lobbying efforts for the SOGI quality bill, both in the House and in the Senate. So, yeah. And I'm currently a student in UP Diliman, taking up speech communication. So, there. All right. Sorry, how many years do you have left, Amber? Like one, right? Or two? Um, hopefully one. <laughs> oh, one. Okay, okay. Yeah, sorry, I just keep forgetting how young you are, so I was just guessing whether one or two years. All right, well, as you know, it's clear. Uh, our fifth guest will be here sometime later on. I hope she gets to join us very soon. So before we get to start, you know, start the episode properly, I'd like to thank our sponsors for this episode. So our first sponsor is Swagat Indian Cuisine, our longest-running, uh, uh, what do you call this, sponsor for all our episodes. They've been here since day two, not day one. Uh, next one is the Modern Fashionista, who has a crazy amount of things in their store. Just go check them out. They're a thrift shop. They're a coffee shop, etc. And they also have other clothes. Last, uh, Next one is the community. So for Pride this month, if you want to have, you know, maybe your flags, your shirts, etc., go to the community. They're in Shopee. And of course, Tayo Movement, the shirt that Elle is wearing. That is the June collection. So, yeah. Great. So, you know, the reason why I have all of you guys here, well, obviously you guys know, but the episode tonight that we really want to discuss is about the importance of transgender representation in relation to the show Pose, who, which Elle only started watching today, even if she had a week to watch it, because she's been too busy ranting about guys on Bumble. But anyway, um, so the, the show, you know, I, I saw it back in, Amber, please correct me if I'm wrong, it was back in 2018 when it first started or 2019? 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah. Give or take, 2018-2019. Uh, I watched the show, and you know, I just found the show quite amazing because you know I did some research, and apparently it's one of the most diverse shows in Hollywood because of one, there most of them are colored people. I don't think there's anyone who's Caucasian in the show who has a major part. Second, um, they really got LGBT members, so, you know, real gay people, real transgender people, which I think is great. And the story, from what I hear, is extremely relatable to the community, you know, whether you're transgender, gay, um, etc. So, you know, I want to start off with um, Amber, since you're a big fan of the show. What drew you to the show exactly? Well, at first, I really don't know what Pose is all about. To be honest, like, I started it. I started watching it blind. Blind meaning to say, I do not know what it's about. I just know that it's an LGBT show. Um, but I did not know that it's about trans people. It's about trans sex workers. Um, and I think that's really what got me into to love it um, because it's something that's very much relatable in my experience. Um, we talked about that um, regarding. Um, uh, during our discussion, our conversation during 
um, the importance of choice. Um, it's very much relatable to me as a sex worker who is a transgender woman as well. Um, and at the same time, um, I've been very much reading about how resistance movements of the queer movement have started all over the all over the world, rather. And it's something that's very reminding me of, you know, pre-Stonewall, wherein, you know, queer members who are also POCs at the same time would usually not get much representation. They wouldn't get much recognition. That would drove them, uh, uh, rather, that would drive them underground. And that's what they do. They have this underground drag scene, right? Um, and these are safe spaces for them. So it's a combination of, you know, relatability, the story-wise, um, and at the same time, my deep connection to the advocacy, knowing that this is something that is reminiscent of where we started as a movement and how trans women change the queer movement for a long, long, long time, for a very long time. So um, it just feels like you're watching a part of history, even though it's not necessarily a historical um, biography, it's not necessarily an anthology or, or whatnot, but it, it feels like you're watching a part of history because even the conversation on AIDS was there, uh, HIV, HIV and AIDS was there. Um, and it was still considered as the disease of the gay community. So nuances like that really add flavor to the show and it really humanizes the aspects of the show even more to an audience. And that makes it something that's very enticing. Okay, yeah, that's that's great to hear now uh, because actually you are right that the show did have a good amount of episodes. I think most of the show was really about um, educating about AIDS, right? About how at that time during, I think, the 70s and the 80s, it was still considered the gay man's disease. But actually, it's, you know, everyone's disease. No, really great point. Uh, I myself, when I first watched it before, I had no idea what it was. I honestly thought it was a modeling show because of the name, right? Mm -hmm. I was like, why are you watching a modeling show, <laughs> right? But yeah, definitely agree with the Amber. Uh, how about you, Coco? What drew you to to Pose? And Sorry. Life? Sorry, same question to you. What what drew you to Pose? Like, why did you uh, start watching it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, before I knew, or before I watched Pose, I've, I've been a fan of uh, Ryan Murphy's work. So and the other writers of that series. So Brad Falchow, everyone else in the writing team, I follow their show like from Glee, American Horror Stories, all of that. So I knew that it was going to be glossy. It was going to to be, you know, like one of a kind. And this, it, it, it's true. It's, it's, it's not something that, um, you know, it's not something that any person could usually watch on TV, you know, because it depicts lives of like real people, real trans women. And that's what I think drew me. Because um, for the longest time, I myself have been looking for like a template or like a reference. I, um, I want to see myself being represented in media. And so like um, in history, most of the representation of trans women were not so good. Like um, we were, 
taught as men dressed in women's clothes. And usually the, the, the reaction of the audience um, in those scenarios are either they're disgusted or they're, they're laughing at us like we're treated as jokes. So when I watch posts, it felt like it's a celebration of who I am. Like it's like I can be part of, uh, of that story that like they're showing what my life is. So I think that's a very good, um, that's a very important factor and a very big uh, factor as well why I got into the show. And yeah, so knowing, of course, as well, the talent and uh, the, the, the real life trans uh, writers who are um, giving life to the show, it made it more you know, relatable, especially for us. Great. Uh, so actually, our last guest is finally here. So I'll just let her introduce herself to our audience. So let us welcome Mikey for the very first time in ICLAP. Hey, Mikey. So why don't I'm you so sorry, guys. Our I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Hello, all right. girls. You all look so pretty. So you're yeah, so why don't you um, give, her, give our audience an introduction about yourself, like, you know, what Hi, you do. Hi, I'm Mikey. Like yeah. Um, Mitch introduced me to the show, and I'm so happy to be here. I think it just shows that everyone's already open with regards to trans women. So yeah, I'm so sorry. Great. So since you're the last that. one, I know. it's all right. So since you're the last one to arrive, you get to answer the question as well now. So you know, you watched Pose as well, right? Like you, you watch it. I did. Yes, I did okay. watch so, it. Uh, and did you finish it already? I, I think did you watch it last season or not? Yet? I finished season two already. Ah, season two. Okay, so you haven't seen the latest. So the question is, Mikey, what drew you to the show? Like, what made you decide, oh, you know, watch the show, get hooked on it, and things like that? Well, what drew me to the show is it it gave you, like, a glimpse of what it was like before. Uh, because I'm assuming all of us weren't born that time yet. But at the same time, it just embraced a lot of people with different sexuality, um, LGBT, uh, you know, the HIV AIDS, that was really nice too. Um, they opened our eyes on how it was different back then than today. It's much more open now and I think we should be grateful. I mean, we're getting there. In the Philippines, you know, it's not that, it's not yet that open, but we're getting there, I hope. <laughs> Great, yeah, no, that's that's good to hear. Uh, how about you, Rico? What, what drew you to the show? Um, well, for me, it was just interesting because um, despite it being set in the past, like many years ago, it's funny or like it's it's concerning how the same problems that they had before, we're still experiencing it now. Yes, we have progressed so much as a society, but we still have the same problems in terms of acceptance, how, how society treats trans people. And even if we do have, um, let's say with HRV, we do have meds now that prevent a person from, from it developing into AIDS, right? but there are still some who are still misinformed. There's still, there is still a stigma when you have HIV. It's a death sentence for some, even though that it shouldn't. And I feel like um, it's amazing how this show tackled HIV and how it was able to to somewhat um, 
have a hopeful future. Diba? Uh, oh my God, spoil ko pala sa hindi pa natatapos yung show. Pero ang ano ko na lang doon is that um, what made it interesting again was siguro I was able to relate to the show so much even though my life is totally different from what they are experiencing. And and um, I think it was also great that I get to see how I know it's not the man based on history. I mean, it somewhat is, but wala na talaga tunay na angel ganun, di ba? Pero like, um, um, we can see how the situation was back then. And um, it's it's touching because we see how it is in the community that we choose, we find, or rather, we choose our own families, di ba? Like, it, it's, very, it's very real that for some LGBT individuals, uh, they get kicked out from their families, the right? when they come out, and that still happens now. But I guess as an, if you are a person of the LGBT community, one thing that you will learn is that family doesn't mean necessarily by blood. It can be formed through friendship, through culture, and how how it was shown on post. You houses, mothers, um, it was very endearing because at the same, parang it showed us what family truly means, the true meaning of family, the true meaning of friends and love. So, yon. All right. So, L, since you're the only one who didn't do the assignment this week, uh, <laughs> did you watch a single episode, though? Or not at all? Wait lang. Wait lang. In my defense, so busy talaga ako sa akads. Pero, I remember watching this, kasi 2018 pala siya. And yun din yung um, um, era ng RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm a fan of RPDR. So, dun ko, dun ko actually na-discover yung post. And nag-start ako manood, kaso nga, because I'm a student. I'm uh, I'm an academic scholar. I don't have time for this, you know, to to watch a series. Hindi talaga ako uh, nakanood ng ganyan. Pero since we're talking about this, nagbasa na lang ako ng mga reviews, ng synopsis about this. And from this, kasi what um I like about it is that it's it's the true trans experience. Parang, minsan kasi, pa, huwag kang mag-chat. Pero kasi, ano, um, yun nga, um, yung representation ng trans community sa media, hindi siya yung nangyayari talaga sa realidad. And with post, we, um, we see uh, the real experiences of trans women. Na hindi lang siya basta colorful rainbows, hindi lang siya all about dances. Um, we have our own struggles, especially sa family and the society. And that's what I like about post. And since so we're, we're going to be talking about this, so I'll try to watch it na after this episode. So I like how after the, after the subject, that's when you will do the assignment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fine. Okay, so the next one I want you, each of you to, to, to answer is, uh, as you know, there's a lot of films or shows about, you know, the LGBT community. So aside from posts, um, have you guys seen any shows or films that did justice to the community? And let's start with Elle. Nalimutan ko yung title, pero it's a Filipino, it's a Filipino movie. Si yung sila Mamu, um, yung about... Yeah, Ma- Mamu. It's Mamu. It's Ayun Mamu. na yung title. <laughs> Mamu and the Mother... Ayun, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yun, yun din, isa yun, na parang 
to be honest, like I have a lot of um friends na trans women, yung mga older than me. And actually, yung talaga yun nangyayari. And they gave justice to our community kasi they were able to tell our stories as trans individuals kung ano yung nangyayari sa amin. And um, as in, parang hindi man siya perfectong depiction ng nangyayari sa amin sa trans community. Yun na yung pinakamalapit na nakita ko na, oo, ito talaga yung nangyayari at ito yung kailangan pa nating pag-usapan. It's time that we normal, uh, we try to normalize talking about this kind of um, stories. And it's time that we reclaim our narratives as trans individuals. Okay, I, I thought it was a good film. How about you, Mikey? Aside from Pose, what other film or show have you seen that was a very good um, representation? I think um, it would be Glee. Do you guys know Glee? Um, I think that really- Glee, the, the singing show. Yeah, the singing show. Because oh, okay. I remember I was in high school and then it was like, they were open about being gay with Kurt, uh, what, his name, what was his name? Kurt something. Okay, so Kurt, Kurt Hummel. Yeah. Kurt Hummel. Hummel, yeah, that one. Okay. Oh, okay, so yeah, it's Glee for you. Um, how about you, Amber? Well, yeah. Um, El has already mentioned about Mamu. Um, fun fact, I was part of the research team that conducted the research in the red light district in Angeles, Pampanga for Mamu. I was with Direct Rod. Um, we went to Angeles for three days. Um, and for two nights, we immersed with the sex workers of Angeles, Pampanga. Um, these are speed sex workers, trans sex workers who have known the industry since the 80s and they have seen how the industry have changed and you know some of the concerns of mamus are actual real life concerns of um sex workers who have um became old and have uh aged with the uh development of the industry in angeles pampanga so it was a very insightful um experience for me because I also got to experience firsthand how it is like to be a street sex worker in uh, Angeles, Pampanga. Because um, yun nga, in order to fully immerse um, and fully understand the experience, I we wanted, Direct Rod and I, but it was mostly I, we wanted to um, experience it with our trans sisters. So that's one. Another is Brokeback Mountain. Um, I don't know if um, if you are familiar with Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, yeah. It's a story of um, two Southern men who have um, wives. And for some reason, um, they got attracted or they have had this attraction for one another for a very long time. And it came during a time when um you know the conversation about homosexuality was not yet um that predominant it's not yet that discussed even in media so it was one of those um movies that really had an impact when it comes to normalizing conversations about our sexualities and this is not your typical gay characters okay and it did not romanticize also the story of 
it's shown us that there are experiences of gay men who are stuck in marriage, who are already married, who cannot, you know, abandon their marriages because it would spell failure for them. Um, and somehow, that fear of failure stopped them from becoming who they really are. Forgetting that they might be failing just because, you know, uh, just because they are not fully um, realizing their experiences, something like that. So it was a revelation for me, at least. Um, well, actually, I have a lot of movies. Um, also, Glee, the series. Um, I have a lot of films that I've watched. And I think um, maybe let's talk about... Um, my favorite BL, um, The Love of Siam, um, which is starred by Mario Morer. Um, also similar to that, um, it started the craze about um, talking about gay relationships um, and why it's important to talk about the various phases of gay relationship. Um, although, of course, I have more comments to that because um, we all know that BL is a sub subversive text. So I have other comments on that. But these are just some of the many um, media that have come up. And, ah, sige, last, Die Beautiful. Um, but, ah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, um, I didn't like Born Beautiful, but I, li I like um, Die Beautiful. Um, kasi Which is the film? It, it was a film. It was an entry to the Metro Manila Film Festival. Ah, yeah, there. I watched that one, yeah, yeah. The only Metro Manila Film Festival that had a decent lineup of shows. Um, really but, good lineup of films. Correct. Um, but for me, it was also a revelation because it talked about the experiences of many Filipino trans women um, who experience identifying as gay first and then realizing later on in their lives that they are actually women. Um, because that's a common story for a lot of us. And it showed parts of um, the experience as a high schooler, um, which of course marred with discrimination, um, marred with violence. Um, so I guess it was a pretty representative narrative. All right. Well, th thank you for all those. I mean, those are. I mean, Broke Back was an excellent film. I saw that back then. Probably that was like four, 13 years ago, give or take. Yeah, I, I saw it back then. Uh, great film. Also, Die Beautiful. Busted the one that came out in the cinema. I thought that was also pretty good. Um, how about you, Rika? What, what was a aside from you know Pose and such? What's another show or film that really captured you know good LGBT representation? Um, well, I, I really like Soldier's Girl, although the, the person who played the trans woman was not trans, diba. But I think it was a time where it was not, hindi naman it wasn't possible, but they were trying to do the best that they can. And we always have to see it as, you know, they have to cast a famous actor so that the movie will ano, earn, diba. So I understand the man. But anyway, this was um, shown 2003, if I'm not mistaken. And during that time, we don't really have a lot of trans stories that were um, that are presented in media. And that was like one of the first few films that I saw a trans 
woman as the main character, as the story itself. So for those who don't know Soldier's Girl, it's actually based on a, would you call it a historical event on real people talaga. The story was based on real, um, uh, on a real event, which actually started Don't Ask, Don't Tell in the military. Because it was, this parang issue was, there was a trans woman and a military guy who fell in love, but because of the, because of the relationship, when his other army people found out that he was dating a trans woman, um, they murdered him. Okay, so parang because of that, nakarina ng parang movement, don't ask, don't tell, parang a person's sexuality is none of your business, etc., etc. But, um, again, for me, the reason why it was um, groundbreaking or something that I liked the portrayal because it was the first time I saw a trans person on, on a film. I like how, well, I, I like how somewhat it was relatable, how men are are punished for, for you know, for get, being in love romantically or sex, sexually involved with a trans person. So, um, so yun. Siguro yun yung masasabi ko doon sa Soldier's Girl. I don't know kung napanan niya na ba, L Coco, Amber. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. I have to say, I've never heard of that film. Yeah, it's actually Lee Pace and this other person. I forgot who. Um, meron pa ako isang movie, something Gwen Araluho, Araluho, whatever. Alam niyo ba, girls, yung title nun? The, the, the Murder of Gwen Araho, something? You don't, wait lang. Are you lang. sure it's Arisha film? Baka you trim. <laughs> You're supposed to write this down. <laughs> but actually, ito, ito. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, there is a film called A Girl Like Me, The Gwen Araho Story. This one, it's also about a trans girl. Um, it's it's actually based on a, on a real person again who was murdered, but the movie was all about the life of that woman, the trans woman. Um, the story was um, she dated a guy, and then when when she went out with a party with the guy's friends, nalaman ng friends niya na trans siya, and then she she was murdered. Parang ganon. So um, these are real stories. Um, the movies that I said earlier, they were based on real people, like um, Soldier's Girl. Uh, Gwen Araho stories, and these are stories that were made into films. So, if for anyone watching this, I hope you take the time to watch these movies because it does um, shed a light on the realities of trans women and also the realities of people who gets involved with a trans woman. Because you know, it's not just the man, the trans woman who also um, experiences these horrors, but also the people around them. Why? Why do? Why do? Why does society persecute men who are interested in trans women? Why do we shame them for doing so? Diba? So it also contributes kasi to the stigma. And that's why men are afraid to openly show their admiration or their love for trans people. All right. Um, that's great. Uh, later, we will discuss a bit about Don't Ask, Don't Tell. But how about you, Coco? Other uh, you know, films or shows that had really good representation? Yes, of course. Um, so, I think uh, one of those would have to be Ascensate. It's another work by the Wachowskis. I loved it because the trans character there, um, she was like my my wake up call that even though I am trans, 
I can be pansexual, you know, that it was kind of like my calling that my sexual um, orientation is really different from my gender identity. So that's uh, kind of like, you know, uh, uh, um, that was a good show for me. Like in my opinion, I think it was great. Uh, the French representation was there. It was not problematic at all. And the fact that the trans character um, is flawed, like she doesn't always make, uh, she doesn't always make the good decision, um, or the good decisions rather. Um, that only shows that, you know, we're not perfect. That like, you know, everyone we make mistakes as well, and uh, we just uh, pick up the pieces whenever we we fall, and um, you know, uh, move on. Because that's what we do, honestly. A lot of trans people um, are not privileged enough to um, get education. So our job opportunities are very limited. And um, a lot of us are pushed into, you know, like the very uh, restricted jobs, uh, such as doing sex work, you know. So in Sensei, they were able to issue that, or they were, they were able to address that issue. And that's what I really appreciate about it. Sorry, are my dogs loud, ba? No, no, I don't hear any dogs. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's uh, that's that's great because they're over here. And um, so aside from that, aside from Sensate, I think um, I love call me by your name for sure. <laughs> um, I read that book before the movie was released, and I appreciated how artistic it was and the story. And I'm a huge uh, fan of. Lucas work, so I love that. And probably Yentl. Yentl is a 90s show. Yeah, have yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Have you uh, seen that? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I haven't heard that name in 15 years. Oh my so. god, yeah, but I love that show, Um, that movie. Because aside from like the whole issue of like gender and stuff, the, the, the movie also showed how com complicated you know, being a trans person or being a queer person can be when it's mixed up with religion. So I think it was um, a good it was a good film in general. Um, and it was it was way ahead of its time because it was released in the nineties when a lot of when there's almost no representation uh, can be seen in media. So yeah, I appreciated that film. So that's that's it for me. Yeah, I think it's a very underappreciated film. I really haven't heard right? of in more than 15 years. Wow. <laughs> but it's okay. so good. It's good. It's really good. You guys should check it out. Well, I don't think Elle would because it's, it may be too old for Elle. But if I could give an opinion on a film. Uh, I saw this film back in 2004. It was released in 1999. It's starring Hilary Swank. It's called Boys Don't Cry. So she played a transgender man in that film. Yeah, I've, you've seen that. Yeah. She was really good in there, though. She was. Oh really, my god, really I love that. I bet you haven't heard that title in probably twenty oh years. Oh I'm literally uh, having goosebumps right now because I never thought that 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 uh, movie would come up, but it's so it's good. Yeah, and, but it's also at the very same time so hard to watch because like the scenes are so um what do you call violent. Yeah, it's violent, and it's it can happen, you know, to any trans person. But I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up Yento because I haven't heard that in so long. All right, so since we're down to four people, because I have no idea what happened to both Ellen and Mike, 
Tare, so top three. Top three. <laughs> Sorry, L, you, you got kicked out yet again. Um, okay, so so let's go back to the topic of post. Uh, um, let's talk a, a bit about the characters. So let's start out with um, Coco this time. Who's your favorite character and why? Um, Blanca, for sure. I love Blanca because she's so... She's very human. Um, also, I think she represents what it's like to be, you know, an 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 uneducated woman. Okay, basic. Um, because she didn't get to finish school, right? Because, um, yeah. well, she was she was her family was broke. Um, she had dyslexia, and like people, literally would call her like, um, you know. For the lack of better term, and according to the the, the uh, show script, like she was an idiot, um, she couldn't read all that stuff, and I feel like all those little fragments of Blanca, her imperfection, uh, makes her such a unique character and makes her so relatable. Because, like I've said earlier, a lot of us were not able to finish school. Um, a lot of us are not privileged enough to, to you know to be as passing as Angel. You know what I'm saying? So you got oh, so you got to deal with like the cards you've been dealt with, and that's what literally um, Blanca did. Like the whole show, um, she 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 made use of her you know like her kind nature to to build a family, and I just thought that in general she was a very well written character. I love her. But the, the series six, I never found her to be an idiot, and I didn't know. I mean, I knew about the dyslexia because I was a part of an episode, but I didn't know Pala she was supposed to be stupid already. Uh, I felt she, she was one of the more smart characters. No, 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 not stupid. Because here's the thing: um, getting education does not mean or does not equate being smart. You know, you, uh, and Blanca is very emotionally smart. She's really good at that. She knows, like, if her her friends and family needs her. And, not supposed to be the dumb character because honestly trans women i haven't um i don't how do i say this i've i've met a lot of trans women in my life and none of them are like dumb you know they're really <laughs> oh my god i mean well i know something like i know a lot of us i mean probably not all of us but most of us have that you know special innate ability to cope with things and that's partly because of like what we experience as queer people, you know. Um, and I think, yeah, that, that's that's what Blanca is. I just I, I love her. She's imperfect, but she does what she can with the cards that she have. So, all right. Um, sorry. Um, how about you, Amber? Um, who's your favorite character? In <laughs> sorry. Well, actually, my favorite character is also Blanca, but for a different reason. Second, fire no copy. Also, <laughs> I actually very torn between Blanca and Electra, because you know Electra is the bigger personality. Like if if Blanca is the theme, she's the more uh, magnanimous, the more uh, the the kinder ver the kinder character between the two. You know, Electra is the big, overpowering, um, you know, empowered 
uh, trans woman that she is. However, in one point in the story, in, in the narrative, I'm so sorry, spoiler alert for those who haven't watched Pose yet. Um, but this is a major spoiler alert. Remember that bar scene where gay men um, watched as the bartender asked uh, Blanca and Electra. Ano, it was his Blanca. Uh, watch uh, as Blanca yeah. was being asked to leave the bar. Yeah. And Blanca was very much um, assertive that no, I shouldn't leave the bar. Leave the bar. I have exactly the same rights to stay in this bar as everyone else uh, who are here right now. And she was um, picked up by the police, right? And she was um, uh, she was uh, detained. And it was Electra who came to her rescue. And during this time. Um, the relationship between Electra and Blanca was already patchy, right? Um, and then this conversation scene wherein um, Blanca realized that it was Electra who bailed her out. She said that you shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't stand down while out we are being, um, you know, while our rights are being taken away from us, something like that, um, some something along along that line, we should not stand down while our rights are being taken away from us. While we are um being robbed of the same rights, um, that we should be enjoying, something like that. And then Electra came in saying that you should know your place. Um, and that also shows that being trans woman. If you are economically advantaged, if you have privileges um, on your social class, sometimes you could also be blinded by these privileges and it could turn you against your fellow trans women who are only desiring the same rights as you have, as everyone has, right? Um, parang Electra said that you shouldn't uh, meddle with businesses you have no business in, something like that. And then um, Electra was, I uh, know, sorry. Um, and then Blanca was like, try me. And um, she would, she would really assert herself. She would come back every single day to that bar that um, uh, threw her out and got her um, detained. And, you know, that is a reflection as well of what we are experiencing now as trans women. We have fellow trans women who happen to be this cis-passing trans women who have already gone past the discrimination that a lot of trans women are still dealing with. We have trans women who are economically more advanced, uh, who are economically more privileged. We have trans women who hold positions of power, right? And these trans women are somehow blinded by their privileges to realize that their fellow trans sisters are struggling in real life, right? And that is why I love Blanca so much. She is an activist. She is, you know, someone who thinks not just with her head, but with her heart as well. 
she has had that heart for her fellow um, trans women. She had the heart for her community. And as an advocate myself and as an activist myself, I feel like I I found, you know, a perfect representation of who I want to be as an activist, as an advocate in Blanca. And that is why I love her so much. Um, on the other hand, I liked Electra, not because she's a privileged bitch, but because she knows her stuff. She knows how to own her presence. She knows how to command the scene. You know, once she stands up and starts opening her mouth, you have no choice but to listen. You have no choice but, you know, okay, just listen to this bitch so, so that she can shut up because this bitch is spilling facts. The way she reads people, the way, you know, she she roasts people that's something that's i i really love about her because that's all that also shows um how resilient our community is as trans women because as trans women we have talked about this in the importance of choice we have already faced a lot of discrimination even from our own and you know electra shows you that no you cannot talk shit about me bitch um, I will read you to filth and you will stay in that filth where I, re I read you in. So that's really something that I really like about Electra. Yeah, and actually, um, this is other, spoiler, this is other episode when she and her, you know, like Lulu, Angel, I'm not sure if Blanco was there. Um, when they were having dinner in the Hamptons, I think, then there's that. Yeah, it was Lulu and Angel. Yeah, sorry, so wala si Blanco. Or she was with that dude, something like that. Um, no, yeah, what, yeah, I think. Or, yeah, like that was like on a date, right, or something. Yeah, yeah something like that. But anyway, where she really called that person off, and everyone was like, "Oh, yeah, that, that was pretty solid the way she did that." So let us welcome back, Mikey. Uh, so, Mikey, how about you? Who's your uh, favorite post character before your internet decides to disappear again? You're on mute, by the way. Okay, um, my favorite character would definitely have to be Blanca, uh, because she is just so, so strong. Her character is so strong. Um, well, of course, my second one is Angel, I think. But Blanca really stood out for me because she uh, uh, fought for her kids. Even, you know, um, she helped others reach their dreams. And she's very... Oh. <laughs> I, I, I had a feeling I was in borrowed time. So let's go straight to Rika. But Rika, who's your favorite character or top two characters? Um, I think it would be Angel because um, maganda ko eh. <laughs> but I could really relate to Angel though with everything that she, her storyline rather, um, you know, the guy that she was dating and what it's like dating a trans woman who, um somewhat passes who has somewhat passing privilege ganon, diba? um but i also kasi can or i don't know people kasi would say that i am such an electra because of how i am on my tiktoks and stuff but honestly um i think i can relate more to angel only because of her situation and her storyline 
um, I try to be as an I try to be or I try to aspire to be Electra, diba? to be able to stand up for myself, to be able to stand up for the people who I love, diba? the community that I'm trying to protect. And that's why I try to be Electra. But I guess when it comes to post, your favorite character ko because it um her storyline really speaks to me, um, would be Angel. Because um Ayon, siguro siguro um sa passing privilege and sa sa relationships sa mga pa, sa Pasko and even now with Paolo, he's my papi. <laughs> so yon. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's get to Mikey. Let us hope the internet gods will give her at least two more minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, so while we're praying, Mikey finds a way to get here. So, El, since you did not do the assignment, your question's a bit different. Uh, oh, shoot, now it's my turn. Um, yeah, so sorry, my internet lag this time. Um, so, El, since you did not do the assignment, oh, is it me or is it L who's frozen? It's L, right? Hello, PLDT. Okay, yeah, there you go, finally. So, okay. no, Rika, my internet, at the, I'm using data. The, the Wi-Fi is not so good. Um, so, L, going back to you, since you haven't watched the show because you're too busy doing other things, um, who is someone that you look up in terms of um, in real life? And don't say yourself. Well, I mean, like, someone else. Napaka-narcissist naman kung sabihin ko sarili ko. Wait lang. Kasi ako, pag sinasabi na media representation, it's not just about films. So, ako talaga in general. So, same answer lang with the Miss Trans Global Audition video. Wait, clear ba yung audio ko? Clear ba ako? Okay, ayun. Yun nga, kasi me naman, growing up, hindi ko talaga, hindi ako exposed sa mga transgender individuals who are in, ano, kasi wala naman kami, um, ngayon lang nagiging visible yung trans community with um, the society becoming more open to talk about this conversation. So, having that said, um, yung um, trans icon ko right now, of course, it's not Kevin Ballot. Just to be clear, okay, um, I just wanna get things straight. Google naman ako about that. And, So, yung trans icon ko is, of course, Miss Mela Habijan. Kasi, how you know me? Kasi naman, huy, ba't ba kayo nagulat? Parang, hindi ako nagulat. Natawa lang ako. Ano ba? Ayan nga. So, kasi Miss Mela Habijan is a woman, an empowered woman. She uses her platform to advocate for something. To use her voice to amplify the trans community, unlike other quote-unquote um, trans icons, fake trans icons, they don't use their platform wisely. Instead, they give more courage for the trans folk to use against our community. So, yun. Yun lang. Period. Alright, so let's go to the comment section before El says anything else. So, uh, let's go first to Mitch, whose friend Mikey's internet has failed her. So she's saying go, then, yeah, that's about me, Rika. Then Pamela, apparently Rika's a fan of yours. Pamela actually 
has been watching Iglap a couple of times already, so it's nice that you're back, Pamela. Then uh, Mickey Alonso, or Mikey, I, I have no idea how to pronounce her first name, sorry. M. Alonso. Um, does anyone know um, Miss Alonso here? Yeah, yeah, she was with us. Um, sorry, is it Mikey or Mickey? Mickey, Mickey Alonso. Mickey, Mickey. Okay. okay, hi, Mickey. I just wanted to make sure. Then Mitch is supposedly still watching. I, I don't believe her as well. Uh, Mikey's internet isn't so good, so she's just cheering us on or you guys on. And Ange de la Cruz um, says, I love Electra and Blanca. They really represent the person I want to be, someone who's fierce and unapologetic, like Electra, and motherly and caring like uh, Blanca. So for our viewers, if you have any questions or opinions about any of the questions that we'll be talking about, you know, just please comment them down below. And here we go, Mikey. Um, I'm hoping, I love how you're changing your background, by the way, each and every time. <laughs> it's like we're having a, a MTV Cribs episode as well here. So yeah, Mikey, please go ahead. You're still on mute. You're still on mute. Uh, yeah, let's see if I can I can help you out there. Uh, here you go. You're unmute already. Oh, I can't unmute you because yeah. you chose to mute yourself. Okay, yeah. Hello. Please go ahead. I'm back. So, what was the question again? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. So, who's your favorite um, post character and why? You mentioned I think Blanca and Angel. Blanca. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I would have to say Blanca because she represents everything like strong. Um, I remember she went to this gay bar and then she was discriminated for being trans. She was called like a man and she went there so many times just to prove herself. So I really love her. Uh, from the moment I saw her character, I can relate a lot to her. But with Angel, I can relate her hopeless romanticness, you know, because she's such a hopeless romantic like I am. I've been so heartbroken so many times now. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. Hey, doggy. Okay, so all right. So we we, we spoke about the characters and, and things like that. So now here's my here's what I want to know next from you guys. And don't worry, Elle, I will um, change the question a bit for you. So from all of the episodes of um, Pose, and to all our audience, spoilers alert. Okay, gato. Um, for those who gato, don't mention anything that happened in season three, nala. Because at least with season two, it's definitely done. Like, if you're like L, and then who hasn't seen it, kasalanan mo na yun. But for season three, don't mention anything. Um, what is your favorite episode in Pose and why? And let us start off with Mikey this time, because I'm hoping her internet's okay now. So please, Mikey, go ahead. Okay, I, my internet's really good now. I had to use my okay. mouth. Because I was using my phone earlier. This is my first stream, so I'm so sorry. Anyway, my favorite... No worries, no my favorite would have to be um, when they had different camps already. Like, uh, I think it was season one, episode two, where she created her <laughs> own. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, go ahead. Yes, Ayun, so the second episode of season one, because she was uh, creating, and was it, I'm not sure because pero yung time na nanalo sila the first time. And your mother of the years, me Blanca, I would say. Mm. All right. Uh, why did you like those episodes? Or those, yeah, those specific episodes? 
because Electra, Electra, I think that was her name. Electra was just so strong. She was like, you're never gonna win, you know? And then she eventually won. She proved herself, like she can be a mother, even if she only started with Damon, I think it was Damon, and then- Damon, yeah. Yeah, so, yun. So parang it just- Damon and Angel, yeah. Yeah. You can't really judge someone based on experience. It's much more of like passion, so um, you can ne- you can never really tell who's gonna win. You might be the prettiest today, but tomorrow you're not gonna be the prettiest. Parang All right, yeah, I think those are really nice answers. How about you, Rika? Uh, favorite episode in books? The one where Electra was like um, at the table when she was reading the girls. Reading the girls. Yung ano, yung part na parang may, part, may line siya na, um, God may have blessed you with Barbies, a backyard and a pony. Ah, okay, okay. And Jake. And the, the Hampton one, yeah. So yeah, your dad can send you to college and learn to be a basic bitch. None of these make you a woman. Parang ganon. I really okay, like uh, that part because, um, Voila, it was really a a moment, a moment of victory for us to read people. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess I really liked that part because it was iconic and it was a powerful statement, especially that line that um, I know our presence threatens you. We earned our place at this table and that has made us so stronger that you will ever be. So yung line na yon, really spoke to me because um i think a lot of people don't know the lengths that we had to go through in order to be uh, to live our authentic selves because it's scary to be a trans woman in this society right? our our own presence palang is a is motivation for others to murder us already right? so um especially right now i don't know if you girls see, have seen the nikita dragon issue right? so um Everything else that that moment that um, it it's scary to be trans in a society that you know deems us as an abomination, but at the same time, um, um, that scene itself shows resilience, shows bravery, and shows that um, we will fight um, to the bone just to live our lives. So we all. Okay. Um. Actually, I just wanted before I get to Amber, I actually remember what Amber said in the importance of choice episode because I thought it was very powerful. Where she mentioned that if it was a choice for me to, you know, to be transgender, I made a really bad choice because I was living a very privileged life before that, and now I'm not. So, you know, unlike Elle, who just talks about you know guys getting lipog about her photos, Amber mentions you know, the, the strength about how, you know, being LGBT is not a choice, but it's something, you know, you're, you're born and, and things like that. So how about you, Amber? Um, what's, a, what's a favorite episode of Pose for you? Well, I have two favorite episodes and both include, both involves a death. Um, so major spoiler alert. And if I'm not mistaken, both episode titles have love in the name. Um, the first one is Love is the Message, or is that Love is, Love is the Message? It's in season one. Um, it's where Costas, Kratel's boyfriend, dies of HIV. Mm. Um, and before Costas' death, 
Pretel hosted a performance night to uplift. Because what he was observing was the place was so drab. It was so sad. It's as if there was no hope for life. Um, and that is what we usually attach and associate with HIV. That once you get tested positive for HIV, that there's no chance for you at life. And that's not true. And together with Blanca, um, it was actually Blanca who, who realized that the place was kind of drab and it was sad. Um, true Blanca, they tried to lighten up the mood with a performance. Uh, uh, performance showcase, rather. And, you know, it really gave you an idea of hope, of, of what hope looks like, um, of what love looks like, and um, how love could transform hopelessness into hopefulness. Um, that even though at the end of the episode, Costas died, you know, you really felt that the love that they had for each other was really genuine and that there is really hope and love for people who are dealing with HIV, who are living with HIV. Um, and it's just really something that struck me as an advocate as well for HIV awareness um, because there is still so much stigma surrounding the virus and we still want to create an environment where even though you get tested positive for HIV, you won't feel like it's the end of the world for you, especially now. Um, because in comparison to what it was in during the setting of post, it was really hopeless. It was, you know, really something that was poorly studied and, and really people had difficulties dealing with it. The second episode that I really loved the most was um, during season two, um, I forgot the title episode, the episode of the title, but uh, sorry, the title of the episode rather. But it was when Kendi died. Never knew love like this before. Ah, never knew love like this before. Yeah. So Tama, they both have love in the title. Yeah. Um, it, it was when Kendi died, and, uh, and she was murdered. And you know, it really reminds you that. It is a reality that we have to face as a community. Um, we have seen that. We have just recently seen that um, two day, two weeks ago when we discovered the murder of um, two of our trans siblings. And, you know, it reminds you of that harsh reality we live in. Um, that even though there are trans people in your community, in your own circle, that you don't get along with um because there was this premon uh there was this apparition eh, that was done by Kendi. um even though there are times wherein we have differences at the end of it all the death of one of our own would really scare us and it would really you know command that sense of community um within us that we really have to stand for one another and with one another because as a community that's very much vulnerable to hate and violence our only strength is when we're together and that really you know communicated so much of that message to me na 
it's very very important for a support group to be there for you because you will not know and you will never be able to properly process the passing of a chan sister um if you do it alone again our strength is when we are together yeah th those are very um good episodes especially the one of candy i thought that was very um emotional just pretty good like even i i'm not part of the community right but i, I understood the depth and the the pain that each character is going through because it's like losing a sibling like, like what you mentioned um how about you coco yeah well probably that uh candy's candy's death episode and then the one after that um when everyone was uh grieving because it just showed how like how how important it is for us to grieve um for the longest time we hated lulu's character because you know she was she was lulu she was basically being herself but we never knew or we never even um like inquired how the death of miss candy affected her and so with that episode the one after that i think it's season two episode five uh we learned that we have different uh ways on how we cope up with death and i just i just appreciated the fact that it made all the characters it, it humanized all the characters um i mean it's just as simple as that um that episode the one after that the one where everyone was dealing with candy's death like it's also the same episode they realized you know that that the threat of being um that we are under and uh, what we can do, and you know that our that should mean something. So I feel like that episode is very important. And yeah, again, because I love Lulu, <laughs> but that's it. Yeah, for for me, I think the the, the episode that I like the most uh, is the one where Electra's client died, and she had to put him in a box, just because uh, that's the okay. only. That's the only time where I really understood how bad it was back then for college transgender people. So it may be a weird answer, but I think just that small aspect of it. Now for L, the batang pasaway of this episode. Uh, so your questions are on a real life experience. So what moment in real life or you know an event that happened that made you say, yes, finally, um, transgender women or transgender people in general are here like be, they're really really here and we're going to be respected and, and things like that um absolutely my win nung um recent um election sa student government of the LSL university um yun nga, i am the first transgender woman to be elected in the student government so it's it's a way to um show that we are visible that we matter that we are capable of leading and that our gender identity will not hinder us to um to helping um the environment the, the environment or the Australian community all right so, so short but sweet um let's go to Ange de la cruz who i appreciate her comments here so she agreed that super ganda ng episode na yun about um, Candy's uh, demise. Uh, lip sync to never in new love like this before. Then we have uh, my sister saying hi. I, I don't know why. Then Kit Ladao saying 
Babe, do you know Kit? Yeah, hi Kit. Sorry, I have a migraine right now. Hindi ko lang ako napapansin yung ganun na baka gumagano. Ito si El patong pasaway talaga. Okay, so the next one is, um, so about pose, no? of course we can say a lot of praises about it. But, and we'll start off with Mikey. Um, what is an aspect of the show that you felt was like a weak point of the show or maybe something they could improve on? I think one aspect would be them getting together and then some people from the show fighting. You know, like uh, they're all together. Sometimes they're all friendly and then one day they're fighting, especially if they compete in like a, uh, what do you call it, like the, the show? What do you call that tonight? Um, um, the post show. What's it called? The ball? Yeah, the ball. And yeah, the ball. Some ah, the ball. Yeah, the ball. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. The so, <laughs> they get so competitive. Parang I'm weirded out. Parang one day they're friends and then they're like so competitive. Uh, and then somebody dies, they're all friends again. Yun lang. So, one aspect yun. And then yung... Um, Yung dun, di ba, meron silang confrontation ni, nung wife, tsaka with Angel. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, season So, parang, pinipilit niya na, show me your genitals or something like that. Na parang, to prove your cats. So, parang na-weird out din ako. Parang, you don't have the right to say that. Pero that was back then. Siguro, hindi na siya, ano, first. Alright, um, how about you, Rika? What was the question again? Um, an aspect uh, that post could improve on. I mean, I know the show's Oh, not, yeah, but, yeah. I, um, I guess I what I wanted was, well, it's not the man that improved, but I wanted more from the story because it was only, it's only three seasons and I feel like they could have stretched it more. Um, um, what I wanted also was, without spoiling kasi, there were some characters kasi na bigla na lang nawala, diba? Um, and there's actually two characters na bigla na lang nawala and I wanted to know more, more hmm. from that. Kasi I feel like, kunyari with Angel's storyline, yung love interest niya, bigla na lang spoiling i'm so sorry but um began and i feel like it was a sudden stop lang from that relationship that i feel like it could have been explained or it could have ended better not naman a happy ending but you know it could have been it could have been discussed more or it was you know um i, I don't know but you know for me because it's so hard for me to look for something missing in a show that i really like the way that they um, wrote the story. So when I'm, when I'm gonna say something that they could have improved on, it's really just nitpicking on the details of that. Alright, uh, before we get to Amber and Coco, I missed out on Ange De La Cruz's other comments. So she said, I really liked uh, episode 3 because it showcased Electra's narrative and I get to see the first ball of the House of Abundance walk. Sana magkaroon ng prequel about the House of Abundance. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go to Amber this time. What was the uh, aspect no, na you felt they could have improved on? Well, I really agree with Rita regarding the longevity of of the sh- of the series of the show. 
I felt like it was cut too early on. There are so many things that you have to explore. Um, and you can explore with how rich the narratives are, how rich every character was in, in the in in the series. And I felt like we were robbed of that opportunity. And I I feel like why did we terminate um pose instead of the other you know the other series so basically the same plot over and over again i feel like we deserve to have our stories um because we already have this series that really tells our narrative and sticks faithful to our narrative and is being portrayed by people who have um you know have um experience the same experiences that we do who have lived our experiences something like that um so it really means so much to the trans community um but of course since it's already there we can cry over spilled milk already as they say um i just really hope that we will have more of this kinds of series in the future um and really try to explore um more diverse um plot lines of what it was like to be trans before, even now, um, especially putting out other um, conditions as well. Um, what if you're Asian and you're trans? Um, what does it mean to an Asian ancestry that um, the eldest son, eldest son is a trans woman? Something like that. So we just need more of those narratives, I guess, um, to, to be... Uh, to be showcased. After all, representation is not about making these narratives hit the story 100% right all of the time, but it's about trying to surface what really happens um, or a, a portion of what it's like uh, in real life. That's what representation is. So we really don't aim to have, um, you know, a perfect, retelling of our stories but at least post succeeded in doing justice for the portions that it wanted to tell all right that that's an excellent uh, answer for me amber how about you um coco um ako naman as a huge um history nerd um i feel like some of the low points were like the moments that they were not able to capture um something's right and uh and you know like the historical side of it all like when angel uh got her marriage license i'm so sorry to spoiler there was no way she could have done that in 1994. um if i'm not mistaken the first um state in san francisco, in san francisco uh that allowed same-sex marriage was in 2004. so knowing that fact inside my head I felt like, um, you know, imagine a compromise, the authenticity of the show for the story, which is okay. Okay, yeah. happens, naman. Diba? Diba? I'm so glad you noticed it. To provide a happy ending. Oh, 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 that's the thing. So, um, those few moments for me was kind of over dramatized for the sake of the story. That's a low point. But like overall, I love the show. I enjoyed it and. I understand now from a writer's point of view that they just want to give a nice closure to everyone's character's art. So yeah, yeah. but that's it. 
some of the things were just not matching up with the historical side things. Historical side of things. So for me, uh, and Rika knows this, the only thing that I didn't like was a big part of season one, just because most of season one was about the whole ball thing, and I didn't yeah. like the ball thing at all. Like, I couldn't get into it. I didn't understand why it's so important and, and things like that. But that's a nitpick on my end. Uh, but the non-personal answer would be with what Rika said we're in on season three, they kind of rushed everything in terms of closing exactly. each character's And I thought that this show could have gone until six, seven seasons, give or take, right? Now, going to L, si Batang Pasaway talaga of this episode. Uh, so, L, um, I'm sure... So I'm sure you've, like what you mentioned, you've seen, um, I think, Call Me By Your Name, right? That, that's correct, right? Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen the film, but I kind of do know, you know, what happens and things like that because of Nikolai, who loves that film for some reason. What's an aspect of the film that you would have changed? Um, wait, grabe. Alam mo bang, pinanood ko to dahil required lang siya sa class. So, hindi talaga ako Kasi, oh, pasaway ka talaga. Anyway, go ahead. And wait lang, I'd like to pick up on Amber first, kanina. Um, kasi okay. yung, um, with regards sa post, um, it's part of my campaign that we we reclaim our stories as trans individuals, that we get to tell our own stories. And yun nga, sabi ni Amber kanina, we don't need to have like a perfect depiction of our story. We just have to um, um, narrate kung ano ba talagang experiences namin in general so that we can start a continuous conversation about it. Okay, so yun lang naman yung um na sa kong sabihin kanina sa sinabi ni Amber and with hi kay Sir Mac nanonood siya founder ng Youth Pride and Sick Club sa Binyan anyways <clears throat> ano ulit yung question sa call me by your name um so about the film no what's an aspect of the film that you have wanted to have changed eh, kasi bata pa ako nung napanood ko yon so feeling ko yung ano lang what that film like 2 years ago Oh, how old are you? I'm 21. Pinanood ko siya siguro mga like 6 years ago. I'm 21. I'm 21. I'm 21. I'm 21. I'm 21. I'm so, ganun ako ka-innocent as a person. Talagang hindi ko talaga alam yung mga ganong bagay. So, hindi ka naniniwala sa akin pa. Okay, whatever. Sabi ko nga, claim our narratives, tapos hindi ka naniniwala sa akin. Okay, anyway, go, go ahead. Oh. Yun lang, kasi like, yun lang naman yung akin. Pero, kasi hindi ako aware na nangyayari talaga yun sa community namin. So, um, it's nice that I get to see that. Pero, feeling ko medyo... Um, over, parang over the top yung acting in terms of that, that scene, parang ganun. Parang, it was disgusting for me. As a child. Okay, so Coco, I have to actually say, your fake news, it actually came out in 2017. So, Elle is right, she could have been around 16, 17 at that time. So we can give this point to Elle, the very few parang points you could give to <laughs> Kahit, you know na she's very yeah. anyway okay so going back no so for for you 
um, Amber, about the whole show, right? Yeah. Uh, so we talked about, you know, favorite characters, favorite episodes, what they could have changed, and things like that. Uh, when you watched the show, right, and you saw that, you know, there was representation, correct representation, how did you feel about that? You know, it. every time I see a representation um, for the trans community on television, on any form of media, really gives you so much hope it gives you so much um you know desire to work on things just because it proves that there can be change and and there is a possibility for change and that we can work towards a society where um change is accepted and welcome um every time we have these kinds of narratives, it always speaks to me as an advocate that, you know, it can get tiring to advocate for the causes that we fight for. But at the end of the day, if we see even these minor changes on how we are represented and how accurate these representations are and how um, honest, and not mostly accurate, but how honest these representations are to our narratives and how people welcome these narratives in their households, in their conversations, that's already for me um, an indication of where we are going um, regarding normalizing and mainstreamizing the conversation on transgender people and acceptance of trans people in our society. And for me, it also gives me hope that in the future, there will be more narratives that will be covered, um, as I um, simplified earlier on, um on what could have been improved there will there will be more narratives that would be um covered in the future and that um works towards greater representation and greater humanization of our experiences as trans individuals that even though um the status quo tries to paint us as um trying to destroy our bodies it's not it, at the end of the day, what we do to our bodies is our um, personal decisions. It's what makes us comfortable. And at the end of the day, um, seeing that in television, seeing Electra successfully undergoing her boob job, it really inspired me that, you know what, I can do this as well. I shouldn't fear the backlash of the people around me or the people who would see me. Because at the end of the day, there is a community similar to what Electra had in the in the series, who would support her a hundred percent. Ah, sorry, um, hindi pala siya boob job, yung bottom surgery pala. Um, um, ah, uh, yung bottom surgery niya yung sorry, ah, uh, na lose ako pero yung bottom surgery niya. Pero that in itself inspired me to undergo a boob job as well, and and it will inspire me also to to really um, pursue my desire to undergo bottom surgery as well. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's the community around you that matters. And Pose, as a series, showed that to us, that at the end of the day, it's the community around you that matters. It's the people who support you that matters, more than the people who call you names. Right? At the end of the day, um, that is what Pose teaches us the importance of community and a family that 
albeit untraditional, we chose for our own. Wow. Um, how about you, Rika? So, you know, when you first saw Bowie, said you saw that, you know, you're being represented there, you know, correctly and, you know, and all. How did you feel about it? Um, well, I felt like, especially that they use actual trans people to play the role of trans women, um, that gave me hope that, hey, we're having proper representation now. Um, and it gives me hope that there are that there's future for trans people for trans people in media kasi nga di ba before um trans stories yung mga the people that they would cast to play as trans women were men they weren't um trans trans people um they weren't trans women and i think you know as much as you know they are representing a good story a good uh, a good character di ba at the end of the day um for some people who watches that, um, it might not translate as correctly, as properly. Because at the end of the day, it enforces the idea that being trans is a role that you can play. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, now that we have you know actual trans actresses and actors, um, it gives me hope that... Um, we have futures as well in the media. So, yun lang naman. Kasi as a person na also na parang when I was a child, I wanted to be I wanted to be an actress, gusto maging pop star, diva, ganon. But at the same time, being told na you can't do that because you're trans. But seeing trans um, singers right now, like Kim Petras, like si, hindi ata siya trans. I'm not sure kasi if Alex Newell is trans or non-binary but yeah we have a lot of trans people lgbt individuals right now who are succeeding in both the music and entertainment industry all right thank you for that how about you coco um okay before you answer have you guys uh seen this documentary called i know um disclosure on netflix yeah i know the bad and the Wachowskis, um, a lot of trans icons were there in the documentary, right? And so uh, for me, seeing myself be represented in such a big, you know, in a big show such as Post, I feel like um, there's finally, uh, or I can finally find that um, template or or, or, or or an identification. Because, okay. Sorry, this might sound a little bit nerdy, but honestly, 80% of people don't personally know a trans person, okay? So, and that applies to, for me as a trans person, before. So when I was trying to figure out myself, I didn't have any um, anyone to look up to or any person to see uh, in media where I can see myself. So, like with posts, what I felt like, what I felt was, Parang, ah, okay, there's, I, I, I could be like these people. Um, the opportunities for me as a trans person isn't only limited to being a, um, a sex worker or whatever, because obviously Blanca had been, uh, became a nurse, you know, uh, Electra went on being a businesswoman. So I, I, uh, that, that whole um, aspect of that show, it broadened my ano my my understanding that with the right support i could be 
whatever I want, you know, like professionally, I can achieve it. So it that's like my that's like one of the biggest impacts of that show for me. And uh yeah. All right, yeah, that, that, that's good. Uh, so for you, L. Um, so there are people like I'm not sure if you know her. Um, Jazz Jennings. Uh, do, do you know her? No. Okay, fine. Let's use someone else. So when you saw um someone like Angela Ponce, uh, you know Miss Universe, right? Uh, she was Miss Spain at that time. I'm sure you know her, right? Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> so you know when you saw her, she got to do the walk and things like that. What may what was going through your mind when you saw that or heard the news? Um, yeah, you know, it's it's a big milestone. Yung pag-alaw kay Angela Ponce to be in the same platform with cisgender women with the goal of empowering all women. It's it's a historical milestone for our community. Kasi it shows that we are progressing as one community towards an inclusive, um, so inclusive community. So, um. It gave me hope that we are getting there. We are slowly getting to becoming more inclusive. And um, time will come that wala nang magiging barrier yung um, pagiging cis woman and transgen- uh, trans individual. And this only shows that representation is a big deal for us transgender individuals. Kasi this will show the society that we are also capable of doing things like this. And they should not um, hinder us from maximizing our full potential. Because living in a patriarchal society, we have been labeled a lot of things. We have um, there are stereotypes that were attached to us that limited us with the um, with, with that confined that that confined us in a box. Kaya naman um, nung nagkakaroon na ng representation, mas nagiging it allows trans individuals to um, be more uh, in terms of maximizing their full potential um we we can see um trans individuals excelling in different fields so I all right um so for you guys no uh you know we're talking about representation here right and uh so for for you amber how important is it for the little you know transgender kids out there to, to see people, you know, to see transgender people who are, you know, successful, who um, aren't being hurt in any way. How, is it, how important do you think it is for them to see that on TV, on films, etc.? Yeah, um, you know, growing up, I never had a trans icon, nor did I care about trans icon. And this is coming from me, a trans woman. But, you know, grew up in a province where there is limited access to conversations about sexuality the only sexualities i knew of growing growing up was girl boy baklatom boy and that's it uh that's the lgbt community for me and that's the whole of humanity for me uh, growing up um and you know here now um because i've been invited to a lot of events um especially engaging younger populations um junior high school senior high school and you would hear comments like, um, Ate, paano niyo ko na-discover or how did you discover that you are a trans woman? It brings me back to how I was confused when I was in high school and in elementary that, you know, I've always seen myself as a woman, but I have no words to describe it. Being gay wasn't enough, you know? Um, and when I get asked that question, 
um, in these events, um, I would always hope na sana there is someone in popular media who could openly talk about these kinds of things in a very candid manner so that it could help people understand themselves a little better. And that is what Pose is doing now. That is what a lot of chance individuals who are properly using their platform for good are doing now. Mela, she's doing great. Um, she's starting conversations with young kids as well. Miss um, Thais, who is doing so much work in the advocacy. And, you know, other chance women out there um, who are really striving a lot. At the end of the day, representation does not end with just showing people that we exist. It ends when you show people that you exist, that you are valid, and that um, your experiences as are, are as important as everyone else's. I think that is the importance of representation at the end of the day. Um, because it's one thing to see someone like you on television. But it's another to see someone like you who is actually successful on television. Because um, a lot of the narratives that we have now are narratives of struggles, um, narratives of discrimination, narratives of violence. And it's totally fine. That's totally understandable. And, um, you know, that's totally valid. That is a part of our reality. But it's also refreshing and empowering to see sometimes you know narratives of just trans people living their lives and being successful in whatever in whatever that they are doing you know seeing electra succeed seeing you know angel get her happy ending at the end it really gives you a sense of hope and empowerment that even though how hard reality is to us that we are capable of our own happy endings that we are deserving of our own happy endings and i think that's very that's very powerful okay um no that that, that was a very powerful statement actually thank you for that amber how about you l how important is you know for the little transgender kids out there to really see you know you know good looking um, transgender men good looking transgender women being successful in life you know how important do you think that is um same along with amber that um growing up i don't have anyone to look up to a trans icon i don't have i don't really care about um this community because my idea of um gender soji is limited to um gays and lesbians and I've, it took me 18 long years to realize that I am a woman trapped in a man's body. It took me 18 long years to finally realize my own identity. And I don't want any young um, individuals to take that long for them to realize who they really are. Because when you realize your identity and when you accept your individuality, that's the time that you will be able to um, perform well in all aspects. That's a fact. And um, it's important that they see um, trans individuals advocating for real... Ayoko nang, nang mag-talk, Pao. Ikaw kasi binalaan mo ako. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to see 
it's important that they see a um, real trans icon. Because it it um it tells them that it's okay to be to live their life to the fullest and their truest form. Because in that way, they will be able to um, help the community, help themselves, and help other people. All right, yeah, that, that's a very nice statement from you, El. Very not controversial. How about you, Rika? What do you think about the importance of, you know, little transgender kids seeing and, you know, experiencing um, these other transgender individuals being successful in it? Well, I mean, like I said earlier, it's important that we have the proper representation um, because at the end of the day, if you see someone who is transgender who is succeeding in whatever aspect in you know in whether in acting singing or with whichever it gives you hope that we can do it too before i said about um there were um i mean there are still barriers now that may hinder us from succeeding or pursuing our dreams but i think we are progressing towards a um a society where everyone can thrive, everyone can succeed. Although, again, it's not it's not 100% that open yet, right? But just seeing people from, like, let's say the movies that we watch, the series that we watch, and we see representation happening, I think that in itself shows that there is hope in our community. So, yon. Um, when I was young, and then I, you know, I was I was openly trans in the man. My dad knew... Um, there were some relatives of my um, some relatives of mine would sempre talk to my dad and say na you know in this world mahirap mag-succeed yung anak mo because trans siya and it's just not possible diba parang ay mo ba pagsabihan man lang or to warn your your anak na um, to consider yung choices and then i remember talking to my dad and it is sabi sa dad ko dad i know that you're worried but the world is changing, society is progressing, and I'll be all right. Sabi ko, and then I even gave examples na nakatulong kasi I, I, at that time, I showed people like Kim Petras, people like Miss Jamie Dunka, um, all of them succeeding in their respective fields. And I not naman persuaded my dad, but I was able to convince my dad na in one way, um, Again, the world is progressing. I understand that siguri mga relatives natin yon, galing pa sila sa sinuunang panahon. But again, um, ayon, even na yung panahon ngayon, I, I, I wouldn't say that we are 100% accepted, but at the same time, di ba, again, we are progressing. And just that proper representation, just series like Pose, di ba, ngayon, um, that is already a big step towards, uh, towards progression, inclusivity. Great. Uh, before we get to um, Coco, let's just go to the comment section. So Nerissa Reyes says hi to L, probably a friend of yours. Um, then Mark and Lee tagged a friend. I'm not sure if any of you guys know who Mark is. Um, then Ange de la Cruz says hashtag representation matters with a few stars. And Sophia Ray says love you, Miss Amber Power. So yeah, so going to you, Coco. How about how about you? What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, to me, um, what I'm, what I want is not just representation. Eh, I want good and proper representation. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. it's not, 
it's not enough that we just see our you know our our or we, it's not enough that we just see trans people in media basically so we need to see trans people who are um like shown in a positive light even if like and daming and daming representation among trans people still you know reaction of people hindi pa rin siya like ganun ka uh, hindi pa rin siya ganun ka positive and that's what i'm that's that's what i'm uh that's what i want that's what i'm fighting for and um i just want yeah, like yung katulad pa namin na sinasabi kanina pa na um our narratives should be accurate you know kasi the thing about representation is it's a double edged sword eh. like we can see ourselves in media but at the same time that visibility na binibigay nung uh, representation na yon could also lead us to you know more danger because you know hate crimes um, um violent violent activities against trans women uh, the more we are visible the more we are prone to those things so again um i will not or i hope now we could not just settle for representation we want good positive and proper representation and also if you are a viewer of any certain media like be it in films uh, books you read uh, shows you watch if there's a trans character then there um make sure to ask your peop uh, trans people then uh, are you properly represented in this film or are you properly properly represented in this uh, media kasi dun medyo na, nagkakaroon ng, uh, ng ng loss in translation na sometimes what they uh, see in media is what they think is what we are yes ba <laughs> sorry ang, ang complicated yeah. because ayun nga most of the time there's representation but it's not who we really are we're still treated as men wearing girls clothes you know we're still laughing stocks and it's good for you kung nakakapas ka but ako personally i still experience on a daily basis uh being called sir uh being called um you know like gay and stuff and i want uh the new media yung mga, mga yung mga upcoming media uh to, to change that narrative yun lang naman for me uh good representation is uh basically what i want all right um so we do have this really good question from a viewer so here's the question how do you deal with people in your community who belittle the contributions you do for the trans community? Is joining LGBT organizations a prerequisite to be an advocate? Uh, let's start out with Rika for this one. Um, okay, I feel like at the end of the day, um, we're all just trying to uh, you know if you are a person who volunteers or not but you know you do you do uh, fight for the community in your own way then i think that is still advocating for the same thing because um, um when we say advocate you are simply just supporting a cause and i understand that some people might think that um 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 some people might think that in order to be an advocate you have to volunteer you have to do actually to physically support something but at the same time because i feel like um 
every I I kasi ako I'm a firm believer that every step whether it's small or big as long as it's you know towards the right direction is still gonna get you in that in that and that place the ba so um i'm sorry can i ano pass muna <laughs> okay how about you l wait lang nalubat yung laptop <laughs> um wait lang How do you deal with um how do you deal with people in your community who belittle the contributions you do for the trans community? Um is joining LGBT organizations a prerequisite to be an advocate. Well, um, first of all, um there's no such thing as small actions. Because our small individual actions as a collective effort can make a difference, can con- can impact the society towards a progressive and inclusive society. So there's no such thing as small effort or um small contribution as long as you're um continuously narrating your story as trans individual you're already contributing to the community as long as you're um trying to educate um one people at a time you're already contributing to the community you're already com- um contributing to uh, making this society more inclusive and more progressive and with regards to joining organizations to be honest i started calling myself an advocate nang wala akong organizations i just had to explain myself to other people so that they will have a deeper understanding of our plight as a community it's about once again it's about narrating your own stories that you get to help your community so you don't need a bigger platform you don't need a crowd you don't need a platform but you only need to be you, you only need to say yes to yourself and you only need to educate yourself regarding this matter so that you can empower other people and you can amplify the voices of the trans community. Wow, okay. Wow, good job, El. Uh, Rika, do you want to continue your answer? I guess just like, you know, I, I the same with El, but I guess um, rather than villainize or belittle people who for you contributes little in the society i think we should exert our efforts more towards other things diba? like um fighting what i uh, like you know like rather than villainize the these people who are doing their own way to fight for our community why not exert that effort to the transphobes to the people who are making it harder for trans people to live their lives for you know for the I, I don't want to say enemy, pero yes, to the enemy. <laughs> diba? Kukunti na nga na lang tayo, tapos mo pa yung inaano natin. Alright, um, how about you, uh, Amber? Well, um, in my personal experience as an advocate, um, I have encountered really people who would belittle other people's um, contributions. And I don't think that these contributions are worth belittling because for example even by just attending um sessions in the house of representatives or in the senate you're just attending you're not doing anything you'll just simply be there and um show your support for the social equality that's already a statement of unity and that's already a statement of support and our desire for soji equality in the country 
And that is already a clear message to our legislators that, hey, there are people who are in support of this legislation. I think we need to pass it. That is already the clear message that that is trying to communicate. And what did you do? You just attended um, the hearing. You didn't do anything. You didn't even say anything. You were just there. And yet, the presence in itself is already, you know, a big um, testament to forward the advocacy and the cause at large. Um, I don't think that we need to alienate people, even those who we consider as our enemies. Um, I think that there are opportunities for us to convert them to understand the message of equality. Um, time and time again, I, I always talk about the message of equality because that is the message that we are trying to communicate here, that that is um, the kind of messaging that we want to, to impart to the people who are listening to us, that it's not about favoring a specific sector of community, but it's about giving them the rights that they deserve and the rights that they should be enjoying. Um, and I think there are opportunities for us to convert these enemies into allies. Um, I have a couple of experiences um, dealing with parents, dealing with people from the religious sector, some classmates, you know, and somehow after having fruitful conversations with them, I was able to um, help them realize where they were wrong and realize what I was fighting for and that it was something worthwhile. And that realization dawned on them and helped them understand that they also need to be a part of the conversation. And that includes, you know, us educating our our um, friends, our families. You know, these things are very, very small. Um, if you compare them on the grand scale of things that we do in the advocacy, but they are as important as the grander things that we do. Baby steps, big steps, these are all contributory to the larger goal of having a society of Philippines where discrimination is not accepted and tolerated. Um, so at the end of the day, regardless if you are a member or a volunteer to an organization, if you are not a member, that's totally fine. If you don't want to be a member because being a member would out you to your family, that's totally understandable and that's totally valid. We should not question that kind of contribution as long as it's for the right direction, the kind of contribution that each and every one of us is doing to forward the message of equality. That's a very, very, very uh, excellent point, Amber. Thank you. So how about you, Coco? <laughs> Pa-deliver po ng sandwich ko po, no? Oh, oh my God, I'm sorry. Peanut butter ba yan? <laughs> In the latest choice. <laughs> okay, free advertisement. Anyway, um, you know what, Pao? Your question was so interesting kasi you specified uh, that uh, these people should be within our own community. And again, as a girl who's, uh, who knows her history, basically, um, and I'm not trying to be shady. I'm not trying to be shady here, huh? But um, even before, it's always been uh, the um, gay men. Okay, I mean I'm not attacking any gay man in particular, but like the worst and the harshest 
things ever said to uh, contributions made basically by uh, by the trans women were thrown by the gay people, by the gay men. And um, ako, I deal with that by basically educating them. I myself have a couple of gay friends and um, I know that there are some things, some, princip- some principles that we don't necessarily share. So ako, as much as possible and as much as I can, I try to educate them. Um, I try to show them uh, uh, my truth. Uh, I, 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 I basically tell them um, what, what, what kind of effect uh, this uh, belittling are, are doing in the community. And so far, I feel like nakikinig naman sila. Nakikinig naman sila. It's just a matter of really good conversation. Like, um, so far, nakikita ko naman na may development sila. And regarding the prerequisite, if it's not important at all. As, sabi nga ni Ella, as long as you're doing your own uh, little um, things, as a collect uh, as a collective it's gonna create a ripple effect so i agree uh with with ellen that one so yeah yun lang sa akin it's just long story short kapag ka merong mga mga attacks thrown at us it's important to tell them or to educate them kung ano yung effect nun sa atin kasi if they see na na nakaka nakakaano sila nakaka-hurt sila ng other people you know hoy top four <laughs> First bow, but yeah, yeah. Just, just, just keep on educating them. Um, let's always show them um, the our truth, our truth, basically. So yeah. Thank you, Coco. Okay, so now, girls, yeah. as your new host. By the what happened to Pao? I'm not sure. I'm tamad to go to the other room. So, um, I guess ang masasabi lang natin right now is, how are you girls? <laughs> okay, mag-commercial muna tayo. Oh my God, thank you so much. Mingkit ako. I want a sandwich, man. Sis, order ko. Oh my gosh. Di ba you have migraine today? Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I have no idea what happened. My, my steamer just disappeared. Uh, but yeah, sorry, there's a follow-up question to the earlier question, and it is this one. Give me one second. So who are who are they to decide, you know, relating to the first question? Who are they to decide if you are or aren't doing enough? Uh, instead of complaining about the efforts of others, focus on uplifting each other and be proud of the fight they are doing for the community. I think that's a, a statement we can all agree on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, are you are you okay there, Rika? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So for for that one, I'm just I'm just wondering now for for you guys because you know it is Pride Month and you know every year I think everyone say you know um, you know to those who aren't allies yet just support us because you know you know um, LGBT rights is human rights. It is rights for everyone, right? Um, but for, for this Pride Month, I hope, you know, maybe we can have a different message to people. So I guess it's more on what is your message for this Pride Month and how could you, you know, as a member of a commu- of the community, 
be a better member of the community. And let us start with L. Okay. Um, I think it's really important that we start to recognize that Pride, Pride Month, Pride March is not just a celebration. It's a protest. It's a continuous fight for equality, for inclusivity, and um, to fight for injustices that we are experiencing as members of the community. Not just LGBTQ plus community, but also the other marginalized sector. Um, we should realize that after all, it's it's not it's not something that we should celebrate. It's something that we should um, always look back on what happened. It's it's uh, we should always look back at the grassroots so that we can better address the problem. And as an ally and as advocates, we should continuously advocate ourselves and continuously advocate other people so that we can achieve um, or we can progress as a inclusive and a progressive, purposive society. All right, well, that, that's a great answer, El. Uh, how about you, Rika? Um, what does it mean to, Anna? what does it? Oh, sorry. So basically for, for this Pride uh, Month and such, uh, what would be your message to people who aren't allies? And how could you be a better member of the community? I think to be a better um, member of the community, um, <laughs> I think you have, I feel like the best way talaga, um, is through action. And when I say action, again, it doesn't mean like volunteering and stuff, but you know, um, practice what you preach. And I guess, because um, um, I feel like if you, if you treat others with respect and then you show that with your actions as well, it you know, people will see that, people will um you might inspire or let other people learn how it how to properly um treat other people as sorry, my migraine talaga is um but Okay, it's it's a real answer, Bob. For okay. you to become a better ally, and for you to become a better, for um, to be a better member of the community, I feel like at the end of the day, we have to um, show it not just through words but through action. And like I said, Kenina, um, just living your life and speaking up whenever you see someone being discriminated, being um, disrespected. Um, can really help a lot in its in its own way, and I feel like gaya na sagot ni Albian sa Miss Chance Global, you have to integrate yourself with the community. And what does that mean? Maybe you know it can be learning more about the LGBT community, maybe attending attending seminars or just giving more of an effort to understand the community itself and to also understand the stories and the journeys of people. Because at the end of the day, when you integrate yourself with the people, you get to have a deeper understanding. And when you understand these people, then must you can treat them better. Oh, wait, that's a great answer. Um, How about you, Coco? Um, message and how you can be a better member of the community. Okay, um, for me, siguro, uh, you can be a better member of the community if you just 
if you can just fully understand what love is love means, you know, um, love comes in many different forms. Uh, you can love your, your brother, your sister, um, your parents, your boyfriend, whoever. But like at the end of it all, it's really just one feeling. It's just love. So I just wish that more people can uh, understand that. That love knows no gender, love knows no age. And, you know, we can't control who we love. So um, by understanding that, by knowing that our love, our hearts know, knows no uh, no 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 boundaries. We can be a better ally. We can be a better and a more loving um, a member of the community. Because if there's one thing that um, that is dividing our own community, it's the lack of that love. So um, again, and the message ko lang for this pride for this pride month is um, well, just want to remind everyone that. It literally costs you nothing to respect other people. Um, it's free. Um, you know, hindi ka naman maghihirap kapag respect mo yung isang tao, uh, no matter what you do in her pants, you know? So, yun lang. Great. Um, how about you, Amber? So, you know, a message for this Pride Month and how to be a better uh, member of the community. Well, let me begin by saying, and... um. Uh, jumping from what Coco said earlier, um, something that was said by Senator Lisa Hontiveros during one of the Pride marches, um, one of the last um, Pride marches that we had in person, love is the currency of our struggle. What does this mean? That in everything that we do, in everything that we work for to achieve the community and the society that we want, it's always love that should take center stage. It's the currency of our struggle. It's what we give to people who are disrespectful of us, who do not understand where we are coming from, who do not understand the realities that we face. It will always be love that we will give them. What? How does this love manifest? How does this love um, translate? It translates to educating them. Loving them is educating them, right? Loving them is telling them the realities of life. Loving them is opening them to, to the conditions that we face. Loving them is making them understand who we are as people. That is what love means. That love is not blind. Love sees. Okay? Contrary to that um, popular, ano, popular um, saying that love is blind, I don't, I don't believe that love is blind. Love sees. That's why love is accepting. Because it sees the real value of the person. It sees beyond the labels that are being thrown at them. That is what's important. Um, at the end of the day, my message, I guess, is that um, pride is always about the liberation of our identity. It's always about the liberation of our um, humanities, of our lived experiences from discrimination, hatred, and violence. So let's all work together. Even though you're not a part of the transgender community, even though you're not a part of the LGBT community, even if you're an ally who believes in equal rights for everyone, we should work together to achieve that. Because again, our strength is uh, when we're together. That is um, what we have been taught over and over again. 
And let's always remember that it was a black trans woman sex worker who cast the first stone at Stonewall that started our movement for equality. Let's not forget that if not for them, we will not be here talking about the very importance of our existence and um, the very importance of our um, of our struggle for equality. If not for them, we could be living under um, underground right now because we know that life before was very difficult. It was very cruel, and life now. Um, is a little better, but it still is marred with, you know, difficulties, violence, discrimination. So let's always remember that it was a Black trans woman sex worker who did that for us. And that we owe it to the community. We owe it to the entirety of the community to fight um, beyond the years after Stonewall. Oh, that's an amazing statement. I think the name of that lady was Marsha P. Johnson. Yes. Just making sure I'm right. So, you know, that is basically, so we're done with the episode, but before we end this properly, I'd like to go back to last two comments. So from Ange de la Cruz. I remember Albin's, uh, sorry, I can't pronounce the last name, winning answer about being an authentic ally, integrating and immersing themselves with the community will give them an insight about our plight and stories. Uh, they just need to be with us for, they just need to be with us for us. And lastly, Mitch Achosa, some people are just pressured to further the cause. Uh, it's because of that thought that there's a prerequisite. Oh, I think this question earlier. So, you know, that was the episode. I'd like to thank everyone again for joining. Uh, Mikey, uh, Mickey, Mikey had to leave earlier, but that's okay. We, we appreciated her presence. Uh, I'd like to thank again our sponsors, Swagat Indian Cuisine, uh, the community, modern fashionista, and Thai movement. So before we end, um, let's just start with L. Uh, do you have any um, shout-outs or plugins before we end? Um, hi everyone. Hi to my sick lab family. Um, Binyan Youth Pride. We're um, we're having our makeup challenge tomorrow, 1 p.m. at Binyan Football Stadium, and I'll be speaking in front of the Binyanenses on the 26th about Soji together with Pantai. Um, Ayan si Amber member ng Pantay. So, yeah, um, I hope you can watch. It's a webinar. I think, pero I think it's a, pwede na mag-physical eh. So, um, we'll be, it, it will be in the auditorium, pero we'll be live streaming naman. So, yeah, see you there. I hope you wear masks, El, since you always don't in your IG stories. Um, how about you, Rika? Hi, <laughs> catch me live tomorrow with Adidas. Um, I'll be talking about LGBT awareness and I also have a live with CNN and Sun Light on the 25. And then after that, um, I also have a live with Benefit Cosmetics. I hope you guys can watch me on the 23rd. Okay, so, so yun lang. Sana makanood kayo and support me. Um, so yun, you can follow me in Instagram and TikTok, rika.salomon. Um, follow Tayo Movement as well on Instagram. Great. Uh, how about you, Amber? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. But um, well, I for Pantai we have um, our part of our Pride celebration and Pride Fiesta in partnership with Facebook Digital Tayo 2.0. We will launch the Diversity and Inclusion Summit 
to support our growing online community with digital skills on how to stay safe and be responsible users online. So it will be on the 22nd of June from 1 to 4 p.m. via Zoom. So you can go to our Facebook page, Pantay Pilipinas, um, uh, facebook.com slash Pantay Pilipinas, or just go to Pantay, just type it in. Um, it will be a training session curated specially for the LGBT community or people and youth about digital marketing and digital citizenship. Um, also, we will have Pride in the Press celebrating LGBT representation in Philippine media in partnership with the British Embassy Manila in Balur, Kanlungan. That will be happening the 21st of June from 4 to 5 p.m. Philippine time. Um, with guests, Ms. Thais Estrada, Ms. Mela Habijan, Ms. Angie Mead King, Jervis Manahan, Derek Rod Singh, Ram Botalabong, um, David Tintunko, and um, Vince Liban. So this will also be in partnership with Pantai. And of course, finally, TLF Share Collective, um, in partnership as well as Pantai, brings you um, Pride 2021 Sama Sama Tuluyang Laban, streaming the 30th of June, starting 10 a.m. via the Facebook page of TLF Share. Again, all of these things, you can see them on the Facebook page of Pantai. Great. All right. Thank you for that, Amber. And of course, Coco. Hey guys. So I only I only have one upcoming upcoming activity that will be on Saturday, Surftown LA. I will host a Pride party. And if you guys are in town, uh make sure to drop by and I'll give you some free drinks. <laughs> I hope you guys are wearing masks, you two LA. Okay, I'm coming with you, Coco. Sure. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, thank you again to um, Rika, Coco, L, Amber, and Mikey for your time and joining us. Uh, Iglap will actually have a second episode tomorrow because actually June 18 is the one-year anniversary of Iglap. So me and the two original hosts will be back for a, a one-hour special for tomorrow. So if you guys can join, please do. Uh, it took a lot of time to get to convince them to come back, but yeah, I'm glad that they'll be there. So please join Iglap again tomorrow for that uh, special one-hour reunion. Similar to Friends, but not yet as big. Uh, and of course, Iglap will be back next week with another episode for Pride Month. So thank you again to our guests and thank you for everyone who watched. Uh, see you guys tomorrow. So bye everyone, stay safe and take care.